What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Road to Home podcast. This week, I had Miss Jessica, who is a psychic medium. We've had her on the podcast before, but this time we're talking a little bit about reincarnation and just like normal conversations do. We kind of get a little bit off track near the end, so bear with us. Um, we kind of jump around a little bit, but the first half is definitely, definitely focused heavily on reincarnation, past lives. Um, things like that. So if you guys are interested, please enter this podcast with an open mind, like always. And I hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> I didn't send you any questions this time because I figured um, we can just start wherever you want and I'll ask questions as I go because I know I'll have a lot. Yeah, go ahead. You can so, start. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so I want to focus um, this time on mostly reincarnation and past lives. Um, yep. So by definition, like what is reincarnation or what does it mean to you? Reincarnation means to me that, of course, usually nine times out of ten, it means that you've been on this earth before. Um, There's a lot of people who believe that, you know, you can only be like like you can't be reincarnated or you um, a lot of people are aliens. There's so many different things um, behind it. So I think people have a really hard definition of what reincarnation is. Um, I just think that means you've lived many lives and you've learned a lot of different lessons and most which, you know, um, affect your previous lifetime um, that you're living on your daily life and you may have fears associated to it. Um, You may have deja vu. There's so many things that kind of incorporate it. It's all energy. Yeah. So what is deja vu then? Deja vu is when you go into a place and you feel like you've been there before because nine times out of ten you probably have. Yeah. Like (laughs) in a past life. Yep. And a lot of people have that with people as well. When you meet somebody, um, have you ever met somebody? And well, I know the answer for you, but have <laughs> you ever met somebody? Because <laughs> I remember we, we did go through this, but yeah. <laughs> um, it's like meeting somebody and your souls are just instantly connected. You know immediately that you can trust them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have this bond that you can't explain, but you can't necessarily escape from either. So it's kind of yeah. like a love hate for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> So, because people generally think, oh, they have to be a part of my life forever. Mm-hmm. No, they don't have to be. Um, but chances are you didn't learn the lesson in the previous lifetime and you guys are connected. So it's kind of, they're giving you another opportunity to learn. This is your second chance. Don't fuck it up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Good to know. Or you're going to be dealing with it over and over and over again. So that's yeah. okay. You, okay. Get, you get multiple chances. <laughs> well, how many times do you think that... Um, like a soul can be reincarnated or like how many lives do you think somebody's actually had? That's a really interesting question. Um, honestly, I don't have an answer. I think it's kind I of don't just think, like ongoing, eh? Yes. I don't yeah. think, because people always say like, oh, you have some, like people say you have nine, some people say 30, like whatever. I don't necessarily believe in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you feel like you came back to this earth or came to this earth and you didn't learn the lesson that you maybe intended to, yeah. I think you're going to have as many times as you want to fulfill that. So okay. I don't think, you know, God or whoever you know, believe in is going to be like, oh, you've already been there 35 times. Well, I guess you can't go back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, who, like, yeah. like, you're a cat and you have nine lives, right? Like, that's not yeah. the process of this. Mm-hmm. So for people to say like, oh, how many, you know, you're only limited, limited, sorry, to a certain amount, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right? Because we're yeah. constantly learning and growing. It shouldn't yeah. be like, oh, time's up, strike three, you're out. Like, that's not... That doesn't make any sense. So yeah. again, I don't believe there's a number. I think that your soul chooses how many times it wants to come back. And again, the lessons it wants to learn, the heartache, you know, mm-hmm. being a human is, 
It's very <laughs> complex. <laughs> There's a lot of, it's not like, you know, it's so easy to be human or to, you know, it should come with a manual, but it doesn't. But the yeah. reason it doesn't is because you're supposed to learn things on its own and you literally just have to trust the process. Mm-hmm. I was reading the other day and I can't remember the exact quote, but it was really interesting to me because it says um, when it's, when you're driving in fog and you're driving, you always, you have faith that the road is going to appear on the other end. Okay. Yep. So you don't have to see it. You don't know what's going to happen, but you know, it's going to be there. Exactly. But you know, it's going to be there. So when I read that, it was just kind of like, that's true, right? When we're driving in fog, we expect the road to be there and we know in the end it's going to be okay. But at that moment, it kind of sucks. Right. But a lot of people get caught up in that moment. They get caught up in the fog, right? That they um, don't see it on the other side. Have Mm -hmm. you experienced like deja vu or things with past lives in your own life? Yes. Like where you're like, that um, was really familiar? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, so I'm from Stratford, as we talked about before. Yeah. And I remember going to the Stratford Mall, which literally every kid goes <laughs> to, because there's nothing else to do in Stratford. It's getting a little better. <laughs> it, yeah, it's getting a little bit better. But I remember going there as a teenager and just walking through the mall and just thinking, I've, I've been here before. I've, I've seen that person. And I, I actually, like, replayed, like, I was like, somebody, you know, is going to come out in that red sweater and this is going to happen. So not only was I experiencing deja vu, but my psychic ability was kicking in, Yeah. but I wasn't really, again, I told you it scared me. So I pushed it away. So even, so people always say like, oh, if I push it away, like is my gift, you know, how can I, it's not going to go away. It's who you are. Yeah. Right. So I pushed my gift away and I was still experiencing those things. So Mm -hmm. I don't want people to give up or I don't want them to think, oh, it doesn't come as naturally to me that's okay because maybe you weren't supposed to experience that at that time it will come again you just have to um, have patience which most of us lack which I'm Mm -hmm. one of those people for sure yeah um but I've experienced I've experienced deja vu a lot um a lot of not a lot of my exes because that sounds terrible (laughs) but quite a bit of my exes I just felt like this natural click this natural bond did I think that we maybe were meant to be together forever mm-hmm. no but I definitely our souls recognized each other yeah so I mean I've had that a lot in my life um but again it's learning a lesson but it took me a long time to figure out what's the lesson here right yeah. what am I supposed to gain from it what am I supposed to learn from it but it's okay to let it go yeah right so I yeah. think that's what people have a hard time doing is, you know, when they experience deja vu or when they experience twin flames or soulmates, Mm -hmm. um, past life problems, it doesn't mean it's forever, right? You have the power to stop that cycle, especially if Mm -hmm. it's negative. So yes, I've had many experiences and I've learned from them and the the process is growing. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. I think even like, um, when you and I talked last time about like my, like certain past lives that I've experienced and stuff, um, I it's don't want to go into too much detail here, but mm-hmm. uh, just the fact that the lesson isn't necessarily to be with somebody that was from my past life, but it was to experience yep. and correct what I didn't get to finish last time. Exactly. So coming into reincarnating this life, there's a reason why like the paths of certain people have crossed with me. Um, mm-hmm. And like you and I have talked about this, they obviously don't know what we've talked about, um, but nope. just certain people crossing paths that are like soulmates or twin flames or soul mm-hmm. families or anything like that. Um, and I, and I don't know if you've listened to the episode, one of the first, I think it was the first episode with Dawn. We were doing my numerology chart and, uh, yes, I did talking, listen to that. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> so she was talking about the, the karma numbers, right? So yep. every soul is, is, 
put on this earth at a specific date time with the planets in a certain location and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And you have your karma number and that's like what your purpose is, like yep. why you are here. And I, I, I'm pulling this out of thin air, but I'm pretty sure it was a number two. Cause it's based on like the fact that her and I are both February babies. Like our birthdays yep. are really close. So both of our karma number, I recall correctly is number two. And that is uh, for like boundaries, learning boundaries in this life. So being re- reincarnated specifically on that day for this life, that's one of my biggest things that I need to work on and she needs to work on as well is boundaries. See, again, we chose to be here at this specific time and everybody's talking about 2020 and it being so difficult. Yeah. You guys chose to be here at this time for a reason in this pandemic. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. we all chose to be There's here, especially at this time. Exactly. Yeah. So when people yeah. are saying how terrible it is and how hard it is, I mean, it yeah, is it is. But but you also chose to be here. <laughs> like so, True. let's let's make it positive. Let's you know gain from whatever you can out of it. Right? There's yeah. Always something yeah. to learn. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. Um, so, have you ever heard of any other reincarnation stories? Like, have you seen any of those documentaries with kids or anything yes. like that? It's so funny because I love them, but they literally scare me. Same. <laughs> time because I'm like I'm just like it's like you know this sounds terrible to say but it's like a bad car accident right it's like yeah you can't stop staring at it even though it's like you know you shouldn't or you know it's kind of scary and you don't really understand it like it's it's amazing because these kids like there's no reason for them to lie no right no there's none at all so you can see how pure and honest the soul is but then yeah. as we grow up our ego and everything gets in the way mm-hmm. but yeah I find those shows extremely fascinating um well, and a lot of people like will just write it off as kids imagination but if you actually watch oh, yeah. the, the shows um and don't just go off like oh it's just her imagination or whatever these kids have the same story for years yep years. do your research that's the thing but yeah. but again in the last podcast we did is that people like brush it off and they pretend it's not yeah. a big deal yeah right so in that scenario, people aren't taking kids seriously and they're more wise yeah. beyond their years, yeah, right? So if my kid came to me and said something like that, I would be researching. I'd be talking to them, right? Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't just be pushing them away because I think that's our problem, right? Yeah. Is we just push kids away. We don't give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Well, especially if they're talking about like seeing spirits or anything like that, a lot of people yep. just brush that off too, right? Yeah, or yeah. imaginary friends, right? Yeah. That's the big one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my kid is an imaginary friend. Yeah, kind of. Something like that. Something. <laughs> <laughs> You're half right. It's a friend for sure, but definitely not imaginary. Yeah. But yeah, we just, we push kids away. So like my son, Philip, he's very um, in tune. Most definitely. Most of my kids are, but I, especially Philip. And at night he'll say to me like, something didn't feel right. I felt off. Like that's the empath in him, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to listen to kids. So I'm thinking, okay, so if you feel this way, let's sage, let's, you know, put our intentions out there with what we want, because I'm not going to just brush him off yeah. because he could be feeling something that I've, like, sometimes this is what I hate is that spirit can kind of hide themselves. Cause I'm thinking, Oh, I'm a psychic mom. Like I can check for monsters under your bed. I can <laughs> check the closet. Like yeah. I, I can, I can sense it. But what spirit can do is they can intentionally block themselves so I don't feel them. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? Because if, yeah. if they want their privacy or if they want to do stuff without me knowing, yeah, they're going to kind of block me in that sense, which they're completely able to. That could be a little so, scary. Yep. So yeah. with my son, I have like, and I have like black tourmaline in their room because obviously protection is really important to me and covering yeah. them in white light and Archangel Michael and Raphael. So I do what I need to do, plus saging. 
So it's funny. Like, it looks like I have like a little cult here because I have like <laughs> three of my like kids, like Philip, Drew, and Sean, and they'll literally walk around the house with sage when we're staging because they wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. And they'll be like, only positive, no negative, only positive. <laughs> If somebody came here right now, I was like, they would think like my house is crazy, but it's like getting your kids involved and stuff like that. Like, of course, sage and, you know, making sure they feel safe and cleansing. And, you know, I mean, I obviously he probably wants more to do with it because of what I do, Mm -hmm. um, being a psychic medium so he can ask questions, which is amazing, but, um, really listen to your kids and see what they have to tell you. Drew's done the same thing. Lauren's, um, picked out my grandfather in a picture that she only met when she was about like two months old. Oh, wow. Right. So she said, you know, that's grandpa Saunders. And so I'm thinking, okay, he visits you. So the thing is, I'm not scared of that. I'm comforted by it. Visits her because she wouldn't know what he looks like. Right. Like she'd have no clue. And she's two and a half now, and she was able to point wow. him out in a picture, no problem. So the thing is, I could brush that off and say, oh, maybe I talked about it. Maybe I pointed at a picture, right? That's not yeah. the case. Yeah. So again, listen to your kids and see what they have to say to you. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one that I saw. Uh, I don't know all the details off the top of my head, but it was um, it was this uh, this younger kid who would talk about his past life, like involved mm-hmm. in the war. And he yep. was um, a pilot for one of the fighter planes or whatever, whatever you want to call them. Um, it, no, sorry. He was, he was a normal kid, but he looked like a pilot or something like that. There was some sort of connection. And he was talking about how he used to be a pilot and like he went down and all this stuff and that's how he died. And everyone's like, oh, like whatever, whatever. And they brushed it all off. Um, and then he got bullied. As he got older, the story just kept like, it stuck, but it kept being more details. And when he was really, really young, at a very young age, he was able to draw out the exact um, inside of a plane. Like the, oh my God, yep. I'm drawing a blank. So the place that they like, the pilots sit, I can't remember what it's called, but um, yeah, he, he could easily draw that out and tell you exactly what each thing does and what it is in an airplane. And that was at a very young age and they never taught him any of that. Um, So as he gets older, he starts talking a bit more about his lives. And I think that's the thing is like what you said, the ego comes into play and like people just like normally people just silence their kids and just say that it's their imagination, but he was encouraged to keep talking about it. I think that's why his memory lasted so long. Um, But he, because he wasn't being shut out. Exactly. Exactly. So he was getting bullied. Yeah. And uh, I think he was like 21 when he passed away, but he went to a, Rail, uh, rail, wow, can't talk. Railway <laughs> track, like I think it was like 1.6 miles from his house or something like that. Um, and he went to like a train track and got hit by a train out there. Whether it was intentional or not, I don't remember. But he got hit by a train out there, and I just remember um, when they went to go find his body, they were doing construction on that spot, uh, like years later, and they dug up the train tracks and they discovered that there was three pilots and there was one that was always missing and they never found the body when it went down. And that was the kid. And that was the exact same airplane. Like he passed away like pretty close. Like it wasn't exactly where the plane was discovered, but the same area. Um, He passed away in the same place that his body passed away the first time when he was um, the pilot and they found the body and the the pieces of the airplane and everything. And then they, they pulled up his photos and he looks pretty identical to what he looked like back then. It's just, it's funny how you can go back to the spot of of comfort, right? Without even realizing it. 
Exactly. And like the fact is like he lived in that area. So that yep. was like his, his upbringing. That was his area of upbringing. Right. Imagine what the same his place. parents, right. Imagine what his parents are thinking like all this yeah. time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just think that's absolutely fascinating, but I think mm-hmm. that it's amazing that he had parents that were encouraging him because yeah. again, he would probably think he was, you know, bullshitting in a sense, right? The, well, the older he gets and the more your parents say to you, no, that's wrong. You're going to yeah. believe it. You're going to start believing it yourself. Well, and that's the thing. All the kids at school were starting to bully him because they were like, yep. you're so full of shit. Like, there's no way this yep. is true. You're not a pilot. Like, you're not, you're, you're just like, yep. you're trying to be cool and all this stuff. Right. And I think so that's imagine why how he, empty he felt. Exactly. Exactly. Right? He would feel empty because he feels alone and yep. he doesn't know any different. Right. And if yeah. people are slamming him, yeah. I mean, where's the comfort in that? Where's, you know, there's no love there, right? Exactly. He's just going to feel very, very empty. So to be honest with you, I don't think it was necessarily an accident. Um, I just think, yeah, like yeah. I don't think it's an accident how everything happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I mean, I feel bad for him. I, I understand to a, a degree, right, about feeling mm-hmm. a bit alone and not having people around you that understand you. Yeah. But I couldn't imagine having a life that I remember so specifically and being this young kid and trying to have a voice. Yeah. Right? Like, that would be terrifying. Well, and not just that, like, going back to the whole um, karma and purpose and all that stuff, like, yep. when, it, when it happened, three of the pilots went down and two of them are found and the one was, wasn't able, like, they didn't find it at all. Right. So maybe that was the whole point. He was only on this. That was the reason, right? Exactly. He was only on this earth for a a certain reason. And that was to help find his body. Yeah. Discover the third pilot that went down. When we get off of this, I'll try to find it. It was on YouTube. I'll try to find it and I'll send it to you. It's actually like, it gives me chills. Like I watched things like that. There was like um, this other kid who I can't remember where he lived. I want to say he lived somewhere, somewhere in like Ireland or something like somewhere over there. But he talked at a really young age about his past life and how he had a sister. And then um, they lived on a, a house that was on the beach. And they remember watching the airplanes land on the on the water yeah. uh, because they weren't near an airport. And they had a dog and all this other stuff. And he was talking about this town. And his parents encouraged him to continue talking about it instead of yeah. just, like, silencing him. They thought at first it was an imaginary friend. And then he kept saying, like, like my dog, my sister, you know? Yeah, he was um, adamant. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, so I'm going to look this up. So she actually went and looked for the town and it was a real town. And they flew out to uh, to that island or whatever it was. And sure enough, that house existed on the beach. The family that was there like years, years, years ago did exist. And there was like the little boy and all this stuff, like he said, like the right, the names were right. The only yeah. thing I think that was wrong was it wasn't their dog. It was the neighbor's dog, but it was always at their house. And but other to him, that, a like, little kid, right? That's his yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah. But so he wasn't really was wrong. On. Yeah. Yep. But I can't believe they actually went and like it actually, she was like, I can't believe it existed. That's the thing. Like. It's trusting your intuition sometimes and it can be scary, but you have to trust in the process. Like I have a lot of people come to me and, you know, I'm talking about their past life and, you know, music or writing or whatnot. And I'm saying in a past life, you're a writer. So stuff that comes naturally to you. Um, so for instance, like I've been, um, I've been doing Reiki lately, like researching it and, um, being taught, um, one and two. And the symbols to me, it came so naturally to me as as if I've done it before. Okay. And usually with me, 
and not like I like to admit this, but it ta- well, I'm not that like smart girl. Like read something, oh, got it. Like has a photogenic mem- yeah. photograph memory. I don't have that. I wish I did. Yeah, same. That would have helped me a lot. But <laughs> I, it just came naturally, and I didn't have to study it. I just it was it was it was like it was a part of me already. Yeah. So when people feel like again, if they're if they're really musically uh, talented, if writing comes naturally to hit them. All these different things. Don't ignore that because I guarantee you it has something to do with a past life yours. It's just mm-hmm. you may not remember it, but your soul does. Yeah. Well, that's so. Even, um... But yeah, I've um, and especially birthmarks, right? Oh, really? Um, I've had a lot of people with yeah with birthmarks. If it looks like a stab wound, sometimes I'll be just like, oh, that's a birthmark. But that actually can relate to a past life that you have lived. Um, wow. I did a reading for somebody, <clears throat> and I told them that um, somebody actually they were a knight and somebody stabbed them in the back. And they actually had a mark with related to the story of a past life that just came up in this one. Yeah. So again, birthmarks can say something, which I think I find personally fascinating. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. So I wonder, like, obviously, I'm, I, you can't, you might not be able to answer this, but I wonder at what point in the pregnancy is the soul assigned like, is it near the beginning? Is it near the end? Because a birthmark would be something that would develop over, like, the last trimester. Not necessarily. Right? Really? Um, well, when you're when a baby's in the belly, right? Like, yeah. it's a, again, it's a process. So yeah. it might not be right away, but it will get there. It will be there on the yeah. body, right? But when you come, like, right at the beginning, when you come down to earth, you pick your parents, pick your siblings, do all that kind of stuff, um, obviously for the purpose of you being here which we yeah. find out maybe later on, um, your birthmark usually happens while you're in your mother's belly, right? Yeah. So but at it's what chosen, point, it's developed. You already know you're going to end up getting it, right? That's the development oh. process. Oh, okay, okay. It's like developing eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and okay. <laughs> okay. It's just the process. Yeah. So if I don't have a birthmark, then does that, what does that mean? It doesn't what necessarily... It doesn't necessarily mean um, anything. It doesn't mean, of course, that you haven't had past lives. But people who, again, with the sword, or I had another person where um, her throat was slit, um, which was really crazy because I saw the murder, and it was oh. pretty intense. I'm not going to oh, lie. Um, and she had a bit of a mark on her throat. Or what can happen is you can feel as if you, know, you feel suffocated or you don't yeah. trust men. Or there's so many different side effects. It depends how much your past life has affected you. Mm-hmm. Right. If you have one that has open wounds, right, that aren't healed, yeah. it may come into this lifetime just in different ways. Um, I did another lady, of course, not giving too much information, but she yeah. was buried alive. Oh, my God. Um, so she and I actually saw her um, nails were bleeding and I saw her counting on her hands, which I know that sounds really crazy to you. But when you're yeah. in a coffin, per se, right, and you're buried alive your thoughts. <laughs> That's the only thing that keeps you company, right? Yeah. But I saw her counting on her hands and she actually said to me, that's funny because I still count on my hands and I find it very comforting. So she goes, it's really <laughs> oh weird God. that you said that. So it was just strange. That's like the little thing that she didn't really think of. Yeah. She actually, in a past life, that was comforting to her. So she kind of brought it into this lifetime. So I know it sounds really a, weird, but it was intense. No, it sounds cool. So if someone mm-hmm. has a fear of heights, and that's generally something related to... It's related to it. Um, so for instance, I've had a fear of planes for mm-hmm. as long as I can remember. And it's funny because my husband's like an aerospace engineer. So yeah. <laughs> go figure. I find that really interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> so planes are comforting to him, and then they scare the shit out of me. But... <laughs> 
there's a reason behind it. So I actually, um, I went to this place in Stratford and I, I can't remember the name of it, but they hook you up, like they hook your brain up and they see like the left side and the right side and which one's stronger and the activity. And oh, cool. um, she actually said to me, because um, obviously I told her I was a psychic medium and mm-hmm. then I ended up reading her grandmother. But anyways, that's besides the point. <laughs> um, she said to me that I could start having a lot of visuals and stuff that may scare me because obviously with my gift and being, you know, in a dark room, meditating, mm-hmm. um, being hooked up, obviously things can come up. So my past life actually was shown to me in that specific time. Like the one related to airplanes? Yes. So I was on a plane. Okay. And I saw it going down as if, I don't know if it was like, it was on fire, but it wasn't inside, but the outside was. So clearly we were going down. Okay. And my, we had a daughter. Um, she was in the middle of us. She looked to me about five or six years old. Oh my God. Um, and my husband was near the window. So it was very, very um, detailed. Yeah. Um, and I, it was like, I was reliving it again. And I was calm it was calmer than I thought, obviously, in that situation. Yeah. But I literally was holding my daughter's hand and looking at my husband. And we were just staring at each other. And we didn't know what else to do other than just hold each other. Oh and uh, it felt so real. And it brought me back. And it was really scary. But it also it kind of put the pieces together that I needed. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't open, right, to it because it is scary. I mean, reliving a plane, like literally every time I get on a plane, like we lived in India, right? So it was like an 18-hour flight. Um, We went to Dubai. We went to the Maldives. Like we went all these different places because I really wanted to go. But every time I got on a plane, I would literally touch the outside of it and cover it in white light and go like, please don't, please don't die. Please don't die. Oh, my God. Keep me safe. Keep me safe. (sighs) And I never understood why I was just so adamant that every time I got on a plane, like I watched – that a final destination god I oh hate my that god movie. i hate those yeah yeah so i watched that movie um before i got on my first plane oh. ever <laughs> which was like the worst thing i was oh, 16 no. literally the worst thing that you could do and i remember thinking if somebody has a premonition i'm like i'm so off this plane <laughs> it's like i'm not i don't give a shit like i'm done like i will get off this i'm gonna believe that person i'm not doing it <sighs> and uh, so I always related it to like my fear of like, oh, maybe it's from Final Destination, mm-hmm. right? Because of course, if I see a log truck, I'm like, mm, not today, Satan. Yeah, same. <laughs> oh my God, same. We're moving, we're moving. Yeah, So no. certain things obviously can trigger that. Movies yeah. don't help. But it was so much more deep than that. So when I had, again, this visual um, of going down on a plane, I'm thinking every time I get on a plane, I think I'm going to die because I did. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. and with my husband having that connection with him, And we have um, six kids. We have five boys and one girl. Mm -hmm. And I I said to my husband, I know I'm I'm meant to have a daughter. I know she's meant to be. And I had this, like, yearning for wanting a daughter even more. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking the reason I wanted a daughter so badly, too, is because I lost her. Yeah. Right? So not only am I scared of flights, but I also, and I may be a helicopter parent. And the reason (laughs) is... It's because I literally saw my daughter die in front of me. So I'm thinking, I can't, I can't handle that. So I'm always yeah. trying to like control things or trying to make sure that, you know, my kids aren't getting hurt. Um, yeah. But again, wanting a daughter so badly, it's because I lost one. Wow. So when people say like, oh, I really, really want a boy, right? Chance, you, there could have been a past life where you could have lost a son. Yeah. Right. Or you maybe have a really connection with, um, with your son in a past life or, you know what I mean? Like everything adds up just like numerology and astrology, everything lines up. It's like a roadmap to your life. Mm -hmm. Right. So once you understand your past, you will understand your present more. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was just a really powerful experience for me and explained a lot, 
all like the wondering kind of went away at that point. So when you, uh, when you had this past life, your husband in that past life, is that the same soul as your husband now or no? Definitely. Um, and honestly, but it didn't look like him at all. I was expecting it to look like him (laughs) because I'm like, that's not Aaron. Why the hell doesn't it look like Aaron? Um, but again, it's not the appearance. This is just like a a suit that we wear, right? This is like, um, somebody explained it to me the other day and I thought it was really fascinating. They said like, your world is like a play and, um, what your, 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 um, your body's just, um, an outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. That's one way to look at it. (laughs) I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess that it does make sense. Like we all have free will and we can choose different things. But I remember again, when I met my husband, I tried to get rid of my shift. Nobody Mm. would take it. Ended up meeting him that night. So everything aligned exactly how it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was so drawn to him, right? Out of all the things like with him being previously married, having three children, his wife, you know, passing away, him being a widower. There were so many things that would be like, no, I wouldn't want that. But I was so drawn to him and I couldn't describe it. But my soul knew, right? My soul just was very familiar with him and it just came so easy, Mm -hmm. Right. So I believe it was his soul because I, it felt so comforting. Um, and Aaron and I do have that really strong connection where it's just, I couldn't imagine being with anybody else. Yeah. Um, we just know each other uh, very, very well, which is really scary, but amazing at the same time. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sucks to love people, right? Because you're thinking, mm-hmm. I'm giving myself to you. Like you open yourself up. You're being vulnerable. There's nothing more scary than being vulnerable. Even though your soul is familiar with each other, still being vulnerable can be scary. Mm -hmm. Um, But it definitely was his soul. Um, But losing a daughter with him, I guess that made me want it with him more, right? Because I felt felt the loss with him. Yeah. So that makes sense. And we finally got one, so. And we finally got one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're done. (laughs) No more children. (laughs) Yes, we have TV. Um, But yeah, (laughs) that's usually the next question. Do you guys not have cable? (laughs) Um, but yeah, but yeah, so it's just interesting how, you know, again, the past life put the pieces together and everything added up. So I would encourage a lot of people to do the same. And of course, not giving a lot of information out on your end Mm -hmm. when you meditated and cut the cord and let it go, you saw things, right? It was powerful. Oh yeah. I started crying halfway through. Yeah. It's like, I couldn't stop it. I did try to fight my, my, (laughs) my meditation, I was listening yep. to it and then I was like, cause I have ADD too. Right. So it's like hard for me yep. to focus, but I was laying there and then I was like, Oh, I'm not actually in a meditation stage. There's no way I'm going to try to lift my arms. And then it like yeah. wouldn't really go. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I started like seeing visuals of things and I saw a family, a past family that I had with a past um, partner and, and I saw yep. it all. And then I just started crying uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was, it was hard. But that's and I because still your get soul remembers. Though. Yeah, right? I that's still get flashbacks even remembers. if I'm driving. I'll like just like stare at my ceiling, or if I'm in my room, sorry, I'll stare at my ceiling. You're driving, I'll stare at the yep. window, and I'll just like see random flashbacks of that specific life. Um, yep. And I know that we've talked about this before, but like that was my most recent, I think, right? Is what we figured yep. out. Yeah. So that's probably why it's still like there. Um, yeah. Plus, but, you were dealing things related to that yeah. issue. Yeah. Right? And like so you I said, like that's I have to too. heal from that past life, right? Yeah. Um, so going back further to other lives that you've predicted with me, um, for mm-hmm. example, you predicted being a high priestess with a Celtic cross. So, um, it doesn't like, I know you said that, um, they'll show you details if you want them, like if, if mm-hmm. it's necessary, if it's necessary. Yeah. So 
that specific type of life or there, what was the other one? There was um, there, something to do with a tribe. What was oh, it? Native American. Yeah, but I, I had a tribe. I wasn't. Yeah, it was the Native. Yeah. I believe it was the Native American card that came up, which I find to be yeah. very powerful too. Because yeah. usually, people that have a gift or who are empaths or who or who take a spiritual journey, they always tend to be Native American. And I don't know <laughs> if it's because it's very spiritual or because you know, of course, they do a lot of fires and there's a lot of you know um, totem poles and animals yeah. and spirit animals and there's so much. It's just so in depth and so powerful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember that too. And you know, you being a leader right? Yeah. That goes to that trait. I've thought right? about that of a lot leading lately. people. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I thought about when you said like, um, you, you get drawn to fire and I was like, yeah, yeah, I actually do. Like, I know this sounds yeah. kind of stupid to some people, but I like my biggest comfort thing is I fall asleep by the fire in my living room yep. every single time. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> and think I just what, like campfires, like I just find if you were so native peaceful. American, right. If you yeah. had a tribe, it's yeah. not like you would walk into your house and turn the light on. No, exactly. Right? <laughs> so it, it, brings you, it brings you comfort because yeah. that's what your soul knows again. Right? Yeah. So what we do is we kind of dismiss the stuff that makes us happy in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, for instance, like I buy candles that may be, may be a little bit too expensive. But anyways, I'm like, oh, it's for decoration. <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, oh, whatever. But I'm yeah. like, wait a second. What am I doing? Like, why am I not lighting these candles? You like collect them. Not to, I'm like not to sound morbid, but I'm like, you don't know when your last day is. So I'm gonna have all these beautiful Aww. candles. That's true, right? Because I'm thinking people buy things and they keep thinking I have more time, I have more time. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So it's like, no, you know, I'm wearing my pajamas right now and I don't even care. And I'm thinking <laughs> people can judge. I still have my Christmas tree up. I don't well, care. <laughs> like, like I but but before I would have cared what people would have thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now I'm like, 2020 was a shit year. If I want it to be Christmas until February, I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, oh my, God. my Christmas tree makes me happy. Being in my pajamas right now makes yeah. me happy. Right. Like I did, um, I did an interview with my, um, well, not an interview, but um, with my son's kid. They were, we were just talking about like, you know, the grades and what was happening. And I said, I'm wearing a face mask. And she goes, oh no, that's fine. And I'm like, okay. And we actually did. And I literally had a face mask on. And she goes, oh, I thought you meant like a face mask. I'm like, oh, 2020 mask. No, I'm actually have a face mask on. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, I've never had anybody, you know, have a face mask on before. And I was like, I don't really care. She goes, I want to be like that. And I'm just <laughs> thinking, then, then be like that, yeah. right? Like, what's yeah. the worst thing? It's going to ruin her day that I had a face mask on. No, it's probably <laughs> going to make her laugh, right? Like, yeah. who cares? <laughs> so oh people just need to do what makes them happy. And again, if the fire makes you happy and you said, Oh, that sounds stupid. You apologize for it before you said it. Yeah. Right? Like, stop apologizing. <laughs> and it took me so long to figure that out because I'm only 25. But anyways, it took me a long time. <laughs> I wish I was 25. It took me a long time to figure out, like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I used to care so much. Even in high yeah. school, like, I had to have my makeup done. I, you know, God forbid I had acne. My hair always had to be done. Like, yeah, I agree. I, I always had to be that person. Now I'm like, why didn't I throw my hair up in a messy bun and literally just get extra sleep? Like, yeah. why? <laughs> like, but I would wake up an hour and a half, but I wasn't trying to please myself. I was trying to please everybody else around me. Mm-hmm. So again, back to the expensive candles. If I want to light a candle, I'm going to do it. <laughs> right? Like, I don't give a shit. But before, I would care. And I used it as a decoration piece. Mm-hmm. like you don't know how long you have so literally that saying which sounds corny about live each day like it's your last yeah. that's exactly how you should yeah right well, enjoy the things that make you happy 
And that's one of the things that I always say to people too. And like when it comes to doing what makes you happy and like, not like you said, like not really caring so much, like obviously like you have to care what people think to an extent if you're going to work. Yep. But that's respectful, <laughs> but, right? Yeah. There's a difference being respectful and caring what people think. Like yeah. um, if you're, you know, obviously hurting them in some way and you're affecting mm-hmm. them in a negative manner, that's a different, yeah. right? But if yeah. you are doing stuff for you and not being apologetic mm-hmm. and you're not hurting anybody in the process, yeah. And yeah. you're being true to yourself. Yeah. You shouldn't apologize. Well, exactly. And that's the thing. I, I ask people all the time. I'm like, okay, so if you were to die tomorrow, would mm-hmm. you be able to look back at your life that you've lived, however, like 25 years or whatever, and be content with what you have done? Or would you sit there and have regrets of, I wish I traveled more. I wish I saved more money. I wish I yep. went out sooner. You know, like I wish I followed that person and went with that person. Like, would you be able to sit back and look at your life and be content with it? Because if you, if you say no, then that's your chance to change it because yeah, yeah you don't know when you're going to die. You could die tomorrow. Yeah. And then everything that you, like all the money that you saved, you didn't even spend it. You didn't even enjoy it. You no, worked That's your whole my life. favorite. That's my favorite when people like, you know, know that I'm a psychic medium. They're like, do you know when you're going to die? I'm like, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, and I really don't want to, right? Like yeah, no. <laughs> there's, there's no reason for me to know when I'm going to die mm-hmm. because that's not helping my highest good, right? And this is no. the part of like what I'm doing is I'm helping people. Mm-hmm. Winning the lotto and knowing my death date is not going to do anything. <laughs> like that's not going to help my authentic self. That's not going to be true to myself do and on this journey, you, right? Do people ask you like, can you tell me when I'm going to die? Yes. Yes. When I first started, no? when I first started doing readings, um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, um, I had people say to me like, oh, I, I don't want to know when I'm going to die unless you can tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> so you want me to so, tell you that? Yeah, and I'm just, I would say to them, even if I could, you wouldn't want to know that answer. Yeah, no. Right? Like, you truly no. wouldn't. Because if I said to you, oh, uh, yeah, you're going to die in a plane crash, you'll never get on a plane. Yeah, <laughs> so or you're going to die you, next week. Right, you're going to find other ways to pass, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's, I know that we have a plan and, you know, te- usually your death date is your death date. Like, you can't dismiss it. You can't surpass it. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I, I can, I can give a general, like I can say, you know, I feel like you're going to be young. I feel like you're going to be old. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I can give a, like an age group cause I can see them. Um, I actually did my grandma's, um, one of her best friends in the building and she came to me for a reading and I said to my grandma, she doesn't have long. Oh boy. And I just knew it, it was just like this feeling that was eating me away. And I, she could see things in her apartment. Yeah. And I said to my grandma, the veil is thinned. That's yeah. why she's able to see is because she's getting closer to the other side. Yeah. And I just knew, and it didn't take long for her to pass away. She ended, actually ended up in the hospital, and I just wow. knew she wasn't coming back out of it. And I just remember my grandma saying to me, like, that's crazy that, you know, that you even had that, you know, mm-hmm. feeling of this or you felt something. And it's just, I don't like to feel those things, right? So when people say, oh, am I going to die? Like, when am I going to? I don't really yeah, we're gonna want die. to we're know that. Die. Right? We are, which yeah. is terrifying to me, which I find <laughs> ironic. But anyways, um, I know death is really, really scary to me. And I, again, I wish I understood why, which I probably should go back into the past lives with that. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but death is really terrifying to me. Um, I, I mean, I dealt with my papa again when I was 13 years yeah. old. That was my first death in the family. So that was really, really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I hold my you know, my heart on my sleeve and I am just a very emotional person and I give it everything. So when, 
you know, some, like my grandpa, for instance, like, um, it's been, it'll be two years on Tuesday, so tomorrow. And I'm thinking, how is the world still spinning without him in it? Yeah. Like, that seems crazy to me because he was so much my world, right? He was just a part of me so much. And I'm thinking, how am I still going? Mm -hmm. But you do, you find the strength, but I want to be selfish. And people are like, oh, can't you just talk to him anytime you want? I'm like, yeah, because that's how it works. (laughs) Like, because yeah, I have a direct line from heaven. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Grandpa, come on. It's a new day. Let's hang out. Um, no, that's not really how it works. I mean, of course, I sense him and I feel him. But people are selfish, right? They're like, oh, I want another day. That day would turn into another day. Mm-hmm. We always want more. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, yes, death is terrifying to me. But I'm, I'm learning now that I'm getting a bit older. I'm actually figuring, you know, things out. But yeah. when I was younger, this wasn't, I wasn't thinking of like, you know, mindfulness and like all this <laughs> meditation. Like I was putting my blue sparkle eyeshadow on and my sparkle body spray and my oh butterfly clips, right? Like, uh, oh God. like that's what I was focusing on. That was important to me. Yeah. But yeah. that stuff is meaningless and it didn't matter. I wish I would have spent more time with my family, right? Mm-hmm. Like as you get older, everything kind of, you know, starts to make a little bit more sense. You just have to trust your intuition and trust yourself. And yes, sometimes change can be scary because we were talking about that before. Um, Change can be scary. But when you said about, you know, did you travel? Did you do everything you wanted to do? Every day is literally a new day. You're, um, what's that one saying? It's like you're one decision away from like making life changes, right? Like you can choose, you can choose to do whatever you want. But we limit ourselves. Yeah. And right? every time we, I talk to somebody about, like, work, uh, like, I meet yeah. somebody new and I'm like, okay, so what do you do for work? Do you like mm-hmm. it? And they're like, well, <laughs> I it's mean, okay. it, it pays the bills. Like, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, boy. And I'm like, yeah. why don't you do something that you actually like? Like, why would you work a job that you don't like for the next 25 years? You're just because collecting Because people get stuck in a rut. Yeah, because right? people think that, like, that, that – um, that's life idea right? of like, like working something that you love is bizarre and that doesn't exist. You know, yeah. I remember you can't have it all. Exactly. Right? I remember like I talked to my mom once and she was like, um, she was like, I don't understand why like your generation is all about like doing something that you love. Like, <laughs> I was like, do you hear yourself right now? Do you hear yourself? That slowly. Like, Say that why? slowly, mom. Yeah. Why would I want to work a job that I don't like, that stresses me out, that I hate going to just because it gives me a paycheck, just because it gives me benefits and maybe because it gives me a pension? Why would I do that? I'd rather live a life that's authentic to like who I am and what I want to do and what I want to be because I don't know how long I have and I'm not going to waste it. I'm not going to waste mm-hmm. this physical life being miserable. There's no way. <laughs> I believe I remember us having a reading too. And I said that you have um, a problem with authority figures. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because you are such a leader. So especially in past lives, you didn't take shit. You were, you no. know, I still you're prideful. <laughs> no. So it's like, it's just become a part of like who you are. Yeah. Right. So I think that's amazing that you chose to follow your path. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you could have, you know, been like a sheep too, like followed everybody else, but you wouldn't have been happy. No, so you're exactly. listening to yourself. Which, I mean, I can even tell in your voice, you're making amazing changes and you don't have any regrets, right? It was scary. Mm -hmm. It's still scary. I still cry. (laughs) Yeah, you're in the process of everything, right? But you wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, exactly. So taking that leap of faith and trusting um, that the road will appear on the other end, right? Mm -hmm. 
Well, and I've said, like, way back, like, in high school days even, mm-hmm. I like you said, I didn't like authority back then either. Um, but I always said, like, I'm never going to work for somebody else. Like, I'll work for somebody else to, like, obviously, like, get through high school and get through college, things like that. But at the end of the day, career-wise, I am not going to go and work for somebody else. There is no way in hell <laughs> because I can't. No, I'll tell you off. Tell me how you, like tell me how you really feel. Tell me how you really feel. Um, <laughs> but I think that's amazing. But you don't, yeah. want a, you don't want a figure that doesn't share the same beliefs as you. Mm-hmm. I think that, but you have a really hard time finding that. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I think that maybe you could work for somebody that shared the same belief system mm-hmm. as yourself. Yeah. But you haven't found that yet, right? So you're thinking, if you can't do it, then I'll do it myself. I'll be a leader. Literally, I don't I'll need cut the you. middleman out. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I don't need you. I will do it myself then and I'll rise above and I'll prove yeah. you wrong, right? Because what mm-hmm. you do a lot too is you, Spirit just said to me, you always have to prove yourself. <laughs> so Shut up, Spirit. That, <laughs> don't piss off Spirit. She's just kidding. <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> but, but it's true. Like that's kind of, you always have to be, you know, you always have to prove something mostly, you know, to yourself and to other people, but yeah. you're always trying to prove something. Yeah. So maybe that's something you should work on. <laughs> Thanks. You're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so, but oh, think no. about, think about that, right? Like there's a reason behind that. Yeah. Now what else mm-hmm. are they saying? Now I'm curious. <laughs> no, just while we were talking, there's like, she always has to prove herself. She always has to prove herself. I was like, I okay, do. let's tell it like that. Yep. Well, I know. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to deny Meeting it. Jessica, this is a podcast. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, even like, um, it's funny because my dad, whenever he has friends and I'm going to meet his friends, he always mm-hmm. tells them now, I want you to know that Hillary's <laughs> Be very, on your best behavior. No, not even that. Like Hillary's like, she'll very tell outspoken. you she doesn't like something and she yeah. won't hold back. So you better have a backbone. She's very outspoken. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't She'll care. put you in your place. Like, there's times when I'll, like, bite my tongue, and then I've just had enough, and I'll snap, and I'll rip everything that I've thought about for the last few years, few months, everything. Yep. I'll throw it out all in two. <laughs> I'll tell you how I feel about the last three years. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, and everybody else will be shook, and you'll just be like, what? I don't yeah, understand. Like, I remember that. What? <laughs> I remember the layout of the furniture in the room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're very detailed. You're just a very detailed person in general, and you yeah. hold you hold grudges, which we talked about before, mm. <laughs> which is something that, again, you need to work on. Um, so, but I think that grounding yourself and being vulnerable, which you're both working on, mm-hmm. I think that's really helping you out in the process of things yeah. in those specific areas that you need help with. Mm-hmm. So Nobody's perfect. But. No, exactly. So, um, Going back to past lives really quick. So mm-hmm. if I, because obviously you can channel, you say that you can channel past lives through meditation. And yep. we've talked about it briefly before, just like I think over the last call that we had um, about channeling through dreams. So is that something that like, obviously everybody has intuition, but yep. how would somebody kind of open their mind and open their third eye to be able to even get in, in touch with that side of their subconscious? Well, first off, I would make sure that I was prepared like anything else. Um, I would make sure. Physically. um, Well, both. both. So, what I would do is I would make sure that, again, I was grounded. Mm -hmm. Um, Ways to ground yourself is you, and this sounds like people always think it has, you know, has to be more detailed. You literally go outside, (laughs) put your feet in the, on the ground, (laughs) like go into Mother Earth, enjoy Mother Earth, be one with Mother Earth, however you want to say it. feel it, right? What I do is I always imagine like the negativity that I've been dealing with from the top of my head, pushing all the way to the bottom of my feet. 
saying to Mother Earth, like, please take away the negativity. Please take any um, feelings or attachments that are not mine. Because yeah. what we do is we carry a lot of other people's emotions, right? I yeah. mean, the world, everything's energy. So if you come into contact with somebody and they're not having a good day, where do you think their energy goes, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it goes on you. So I like to make sure that I'm um, cleansed, right? I think that's mm-hmm. a really big thing because I don't yeah. want to deal with other people's past lives, especially, like, trying to zone in on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so going outside or going outside again and then just imagine Mother Earth like filling you up with white light from the t- bottom of your feet all the way to the top of your head and kind of making a bubble. Okay. Right? So like a protection shield, like a cocoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I call on Archangel Michael Raphael, please protect me and cover me in the white light. Um, set your intentions with what you want. Um, and even say like, I, please show me my past life. I want to remember it. Right? Because okay. a lot of people will dream about their past lives, but then don't really remember it in the morning. Or it seems a little fuzzy, right? Ask to see um, detail. Ask for it to be clear. And don't lose patience if it doesn't work the first time, second time, third time. A lot of people say, oh, didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) You have to practice. Like, you have to keep going. But that's where a lot of people get lost is, like, again, with patience. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Um, I also tell people putting salt water beside your bed really, really helps. The salt is like a vacuum for negativity. So again, if you're having a really bad day, um, feel, something feels off to you, especially in the winter, a lot of people don't know how to um, handle their emotions, right? Yeah. Because all the doors and windows, they're generally shut in the winter. Not everybody's like opening them and be like, it's such a beautiful day out. <laughs> Nobody does that in the winter time. They're just like, oh my God, it's cold. Like, you know, let's get under blankets or let's do this. So all that energy is confined. So if you come in after a really rough day and you're crying and you're really upset and say you keep doing that, you're going to keep doing that because of the energy that you're putting into your room, okay. right? All that negativity and you're not opening up the window. So it's not releasing out anywhere. Yeah. So that's why I think that the winter time is really hard for a lot of people is because the energy builds up in the homes. People yeah, how are you supposed to ground fighting yourself more. in the snow? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to go outside and go put my feet and like, I'm not desperate like that bad. I'm like, no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> So what I do is I visualize it, mm-hmm. right? I visualize myself doing it versus actually going out. I would love to put my feet into the grass right now, yeah, but same. it wouldn't feel as good. <laughs> I'll wait till the summer. Um, but I just visualize it and I make sure I ground myself that way. Um, okay. Or even having a shower yeah. when the water hits your body. Literally just imagine all the negative, all the bad energy just going into the drain. Mm-hmm. So you can use your shower as a way to cleanse. Okay. Right. So there's, there's different mechanisms and back to the salt and water. People always are saying, um, bottled tap. Um, does it matter what salt? <laughs> it is so simple, but people always go that extra. They always think it has to be more. It doesn't. Yeah. Um, so what I tell them, I say, trust your intuition. So start with a spoon, put a teaspoon in. Mm-hmm. If your intuition says, you know, keep going, keep going. Like stop when you hear stop, when you feel yeah. like it is enough. Yeah. Trust yourself. And put it beside your bedstand or your nightstand and you will mm-hmm. notice a huge difference. You'll feel a lightness in the room. Yeah. So again, it's a vacuum for negativity. Sometimes people put bowls of um, salt water underneath their bed, right? Okay. I don't have that bed where I can do that, but yeah. some people have high up <laughs> beds. And while they're sleeping, all the negativity just goes right into the bowl underneath mm-hmm. their bed so they can get a better sleep. Okay. So there's different ways that you can do it. I would recommend doing that. Um, crystals obviously really help for grounding. I like smoky quartz, Mm -hmm. um, and I have selenite beside my bed too. So that's always nice. But just when you go to bed, just 
set your intention with what you want. Talk. Because people yeah. always think, like, when they come to me, can you tell my grandpa that I love him? I'm like, um, <laughs> he heard you. Like, it, like yeah. <laughs> it's not just, like, it's not like, you know, I'm a phone, right? Like, you're just going to hear me through me. No, yeah. nine times out of ten when people come to me, their grandpa's like, can you tell them I'm listening to them? Like, I'm here. I'm listening. Like, you know, or she talks to me a lot or she still kisses my picture. Like, I'm, they're telling me this because you are still doing it. They still hear yeah. you. They yeah. still see you. Mm-hmm. Right? So, <clears throat> again, just trust the process. Um, and, again, just set your intention with what you want. Mm-hmm. Right? Talk to them. Talk to spirit. Talk to the universe. Um, put it out there. Manifest what you want. And if you want to know a little bit more about your past lives, you will start seeing flashes, images, you know, different emotions will come to you that you're not familiar with. Yeah. But instead of shutting it out, you have to be open to it. Because if, you, if you're wanting to be, they will give it to you. But if you're shut off and you say you want it, but your actions aren't aligning with your intentions, you're not going to get what you want. Yeah. Right. But people yeah. blame it, you know, oh, I guess, you know, it's not working. No, yeah. because maybe you're not allowing it to. Because mm-hmm. it is scary, right? It's not an easy thing to do. It's terrifying. Yeah. So, but going in the off end, it, salt water. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, you know those salt lamps that everybody has? Yes, I have one. Okay. So, is that, what does that do? Like, I know it's, it's something with the frequency that comes from like electronics, I think, is what it is marketed for. Yeah, it's, they say it's for, um, it cleanses the air, um, you know, but it's salt, right? Yeah. I mean, don't lick it or rub on it or I mean, whatever I you want to do. <laughs> I, have, I tried it. I uh, of to. course. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't have to, but. <laughs> well, I was curious. <laughs> exactly. I licked the selenite one too. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, don't lick it, um, but <laughs> I, I do love it, and I put it on during the day, so then I get, like, a nice sleep at nighttime. Yeah. Um, but I prefer the salt water. Um, okay. Sometimes I even dab my fingers in it. I'll put it on my temples. Um, I'll wash my hands in it just to kind of cleanse myself. And Because you ever notice, again, when people go on vacations, right? They're near salt water. Or they're swimming in salt water. Yeah. They always say how refreshed they are, mm-hmm. how amazing they feel, and they're ready to tackle work again because they usually hate their jobs. I love But the when ocean. they're on vacation, right? Yeah. It's their time they feel free. Yeah. So that's what the salt water does beside your bed is it kind of just like frees you. It takes away any negativity. It's a vacuum for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it brings positivity in, especially when you can't open your windows and yeah. allow the energy to go out, right? So the salt water beside your bed is just kind of a way to help ease the energy that you've created into your space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, going off a little bit off track, I yeah. listen to a lot of like witchcraft <clears throat> podcasts and psychics and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And there's these two psychics that talk specifically about like, I think it was them about afterlife and, and how heaven, a lot of people believe that heaven is actually around us. It's just on a different frequency or a different like dimension or whatever they say. Yep. Um, so that it's actually around us and it's not like up in the sky floating up there. I think it sounds beautiful when people say that, right? Like, <laughs> oh, you know, heaven and you're all floating on clouds and they're yeah, staring no. down. Like, that's, I don't think that's how it works. But um, <laughs> <laughs> especially people who are afraid of heights. But anyways, yeah. um, I think that um, there is different dimensions. And a lot of times what will happen is people will see spirit and they assume they're haunted right 
A lot of people are like, okay, I just saw something walk by my kitchen. <laughs> um, that's because maybe you're seeing into a different dimension. It's not yeah. actually some spirit haunting you, right? Because I think what they say, we're on the third dimension. Is that what they said? Yeah, that's what I remember. I think yeah. we're in the third, right? Yeah. Um, so there's different dimensions. So what you see things is maybe you're kind of opening yourself up, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're into an awakening period and you see things. Um, I think that, see, it's really hard because with heaven, I don't think it's up in the sky and I don't think hell is beneath us. No. Right. I think that sometimes earth is hell truly. (laughs) And I know that sounds really bad, but it's Mm -hmm. like, there is rape. There is murder. There's all these things that you would think that that's what hell would be like. Right. Like there's a lot of scary shit that happens here. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, again, there is different dimensions. Um, And I think that God is very forgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, If you murder somebody, I don't think that you're going to be like, oh, you're on the next road back to earth. Okay, get ready. (laughs) That's not how it works. They're going to be like, you're going to evaluate what you did in this lifetime. Yeah. And you are going to get past that and figure out what you did wrong before you're allowed back. So then what about sociopaths and psychopaths? Well, more specifically psychopaths then, because sociopathic and narcissism is created. But yeah, so I what you're born as. See, what I think is is that if people are like that, there's a reason to why they're like that. And maybe, you know, people will um raise money for it because their brother, you know, was dealing with something like awareness gets out there more. Yeah. So there's always a reason behind things, even the sad stories, right? Which I mean, how do you tell a mother your baby wasn't meant to be here? Right? Like you can't. Yeah. Right? But truth be told. There's a lot of situations where the baby will be there just to show the mom what love truly is, or if they had a rare cancer, to put awareness out there to sex to save the next babies. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's always a reason for the universe's plan, and we don't have to agree with it necessarily. Yeah. But, but in terms there's of like always a reason. Past, like, okay, so you killed somebody. You go on the yep. evaluation stage. You have to yep. kind of figure out like what you're going to do next and how you're going to correct it. So then. Yep. Maybe, like, just putting it out there, maybe it was something traumatic that happened in a previous, like, really traumatic that happened in yep. a previous life, and they're... They like, weren't able to get over it. Yeah, but right? I just don't understand, like, how they're born a psychopath, or, yeah, psychopath specifically. Like, I just wonder where that kind of connection is with past lives or past trauma. So my son, Philip, holds a lot of trauma that I just actually got into last week okay. um, that I really wasn't aware of. Like, his mom passed away um, when he was 11 months old. Oh, wow. So I figured, I figured, oh, he doesn't know her. Like, he's yeah. fine, right? And I wasn't focusing on the energy around him. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest with you, his, when mother, his mother passed away, he went to reach for her, and she wasn't, you know, obviously putting her arms out. Then his yeah. grandmother came in. And then he, then she left and then I came in, right? But we're thinking, oh, he's too little to understand. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But the thing is, he kind of put out that thing, like he tests my nerves almost every single day, right? (laughs) But the thing is, the reason why he does that is because he feels like, you know, I shouldn't be loved or um, she's just going to end up leaving, right? Mm -hmm. So he would have all these built up emotions that he was not familiar with. Until we kind of broke it down and was like, this is why and this is what's going on. Yeah. So people hold energy that they don't understand. So some people go mad. Some people go crazy. Um, back in like what, like a long time ago, like what, well, not a long time ago, but like 1950s, 1940s, like around there, they would just throw them in the nut house. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. So they weren't helping anybody. So there was a lot of people like think about kids um, that were reliving their past lives. They'd be like, mm. uh, what, you're put, put on some medication yeah. or you're, you know, go see a therapist. Right. Yeah. Like it was pushed. Right. So think about it. Those kids are going to go crazy. Right. Especially if they're being told they're crazy, they're going to start to believe it themselves. So do you think um, that that's where like they're wrong? Is that psychopaths aren't necessarily you're not born a psychopath but it's developed like early on yeah like I think there I think there's some cases where they are developed early on and people dismiss it and they're like oh that can't Mm -hmm. be the case but if they had a lot of trauma um say for instance they would grow up really poor um the dad beat them the dad's an alcoholic all these different crazy things that people dismiss Mm -hmm. that kind of builds a child's character in a lot of ways yeah right you can either choose to be like that or to change things. It's yeah. your, that's where free will comes into play. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, it's energy. So, I mean, people dismiss it even though they're a kid, but I think that it can carry on to their adulthood too. Okay. So I think there's a bunch of different answers for that. Yeah. Cause I know that like psychopaths or sociopaths and narcissists is what they say is mm-hmm. like developed. Like you can become a narcissist, you can become a sociopath, yeah. but that's stemmed from um, early trauma. Yep. Generally. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the one thing is psychopaths. They said like, nope, you're born it. And it's like, but like, how, how? I know. Why is that kid a psychopath? And this one isn't like, it <laughs> I know <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No. Cause it doesn't. Right. And I yeah. think that sometimes it's to bring awareness or again, like there's always a reason behind everything, mm-hmm. which a lot of people, you might not understand at that specific time, but in the yeah. end it will make sense to you. Yeah. Even so then- if it's tragic. When you die, what mm-hmm. do you suspect actually physically happens when somebody passes away? Um, I've talked to enough. Idea. Well, I've, I've talked to enough people, um, and especially nurses, which mm-hmm. they all kind of generally have the same story. Is that before somebody passes, they'll start talking about their loved ones that have passed, and yeah. or be talking to them in the room, and they'll be like, "Oh, did you meet my husband?" But their husband passed away like twenty years ago. Yeah. So right. So the, I yeah. yes. So they see familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly believe that when you do die, um, you will see your loved ones again, yeah. hands down. No doubt in my mind. I, and again, I've, I have quite a few nurses who are friends and they all have the same beautiful story about, you know, my mom's here, my grandma's here and nobody else is in the room, mm-hmm. right? So um, I think that comforting feeling where, you know, you feel peace. Yeah. But people always, you know, think like, oh, death must be really scary, which I honestly believe it's scary just because I'm terrified of it. But I believe when it is my time, I will Mm -hmm. feel this, you know, peace come over me and understanding and love. And I just, again, need to trust the process. But I really do feel like we're, um, we get to see our loved ones again. And it's just a peaceful, amazing experience. So then, um, because people think that, again, like everybody has their own beliefs, but what I've heard Mm -hmm. a lot is that people say that the spirit remains in the body for a little bit after and then it it carries on out but based on my own I believe it releases opa, right away yeah like that's what I was gonna say based on with my opa it was like he was there he was there he was there and then he wasn't yep and then all of a sudden was, it was like he was just like his his little vessel for this earth yep. was just like an empty shell at that point Yep, he got out a costume, right? Like we were yeah. talking about the play, yeah. right? That was yeah. just his costume. That was just his suit. Um, the same thing when my grandpa passed away right in front of me. 
um, I was really sad. I was holding his hand and it didn't feel like my grandpa anymore. Yeah. And then I looked up and I saw him in his red shirt um, and his blue jeans and he was dancing um, exactly how I knew my grandpa. So I felt him. So instantly I knew that he wasn't in that shell anymore. Mm -hmm. So I do believe um, right away your, you know, soul leaves the body. Yeah. I agree with that. For sure. I mean, who would want to be stuck in a body who's lifeless, right? Yeah, like, and that's just be not, hearing, that's not like, energy. everybody talk about your, your, yeah. your dead body while you're just that's laying def- there waiting. <clears throat> that, exactly. That's not yeah. energy. It's not serving a purpose. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, when you, um, like, going back to the past lives, um, when people are in comas, when people, um, when kids are in surgeries, right, um, they can actually say to them, oh, I saw you. Oh, you were over mm-hmm. here. You were crying. Yeah. Right? Like, they can actually have an out-of-body experience. Yeah. yeah. Right? So I truly do believe that you can have that. And, like, a lot of people don't believe it because their ego gets in the way. But a lot of kids will say, oh, I saw you. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I was here. And describe, you know, seeing their grandmother. Or yeah. seeing somebody that they loved. Mm-hmm. Right? So, but I think that with your past lives, you can do the same. As you Again, you can remember stuff. And it may feel like a dream or it may feel like an out-of-body experience but you have to trust it, right? It's we're more than just our shell. Well, and that's like the movie, just like heaven. Mm, I just saw that recently. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah, where it was she's beautiful. like, like the little girl sees her, but the mother of the little girl doesn't. Yep. You know, so yeah, I I feel like movies like that. It's There's there some has truth to in be it. yeah, there has to be somebody that's like, no, this is how it happens. This is what yep. happens. Like, they can't just be like, I'm going to make this up and it's going to seem believable. Like, you know what yep. I mean? Um, there's, like, a yeah, couple times, like, a, like, um, like murder scenes and, and things that are ongoing that they bring in a psychic to try to figure yep. out their last clues that they can't figure out. You yep. know, they, there's, there's some truth to it. In the oh, movies, I definitely I believe so. Yeah. But again, you just have to be open to it because I tell people, if you come into a reading and you're closed off or this is a joke to you, you're not going to get out of it what you should, yeah. right? So you have to be open to the experience. It's like that awakening period, which a lot of people are having in 2020, yeah. right? Like that's what they did. Um, they had a lot of awakening periods because the noise of the world wasn't there to distract them anymore. Mm-hmm. So just getting to know yourself and trusting again the process. Yeah. <clears throat> do you uh do you believe that when we're reincarnated that we are reincarnated as humans again or do you think that we can switch over to animals or bugs or anything uh, like that <laughs> like what did you do in a past life where you came back was as like i a fly a, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, I why do i love the smell of shit yeah. like i just love it <laughs> it's comforting exactly. to me exactly um I actually was thinking about that the other day because I'm thinking, you know, with my dog, you know, Bentley and Chewy and how, mm-hmm. you know, that connection I feel with them. I'm thinking, oh, well, are you going to come back as like a boy? Like, are you going to come <laughs> back? Because I know, I know there's this like when, especially people who love animals and have a connection, mm-hmm. you know, when you, it's like your dog, you feel like they can understand you. Yeah. They, they're listening to you. Like they become a part of your family. Yeah. So I was thinking that the other day and I do think that like, you know, um, when, when you die, that you have a choice to come back to earth and learn lessons yeah. or you can, cause I've done past life readings for people where they've been, um, angels in a sense, right. Where they okay. guide people from like the other side. So there's oh, different wow. jobs, just like there is down here. There's different jobs up in heaven too. I want to be an angel. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's what you'll do in your next life. <laughs> Manifest that. Yeah. <laughs> Manifest being an angel next time. Yeah. Um, 
because I'm sure, of course, being on earth isn't easy and we want to learn a bunch of different lessons, but sometimes yeah. we need a break. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think dog. that not, yeah, be a dog, right? Um, so there are certain things for sure that you can choose, mm-hmm. but I mean, I hope that I come back to earth at some point. Um, I hope <laughs> I make that decision um, and I'm not a fly or I'm not a dog, but I think again, we have that choice. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't want to come back. Like maybe I'd come back again in the next, like, I don't know. I want to say decades, but I hope that I don't die that soon. But like not when the world is a shit show and it's like the movie WALL-E where it's like just like burning (laughs) buildings and there's nothing left. Like I feel like like that's the state of the Yeah, Yeah, that's the way that things are going to go. We're not going to have nature anymore. Like, you know, if we do, it's going to be, it's going to be fucking grown in a lab or something weird. So it's like, I don't want to live in that, like, spaceship type of era. You know, it's really funny, like, that um, when people are like, oh, we're going to have cars that drive themselves. I'm like, uh-uh, nope. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be that older woman who's like, no, nope, I'm going to do it myself. And they're yeah. like, Grandma, look, you have a robot. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> I don't trust Literally. that thing. Like, yeah. I don't trust it. Because I remember yeah. my great-grandparents being like, we don't want to put our money in a bank. We don't trust that. I'm thinking... Yeah. It's a, it's a bank. Like, what, yeah, like, what are you talking crazy. about? Yeah, but yeah. it's like the changes and people get uncomfortable with change. Yeah. Um, personally, like, I'm always scared of that movie, like, you know, iRobot <laughs> with Will okay. Smith. I'm always like, that's going to happen. Like, we have, the, we have the vacuum cleaners, right, that are robots. Yeah. I'm like, it's yep. going to advance. Like, and yeah, now we oh, can yeah. say, like, you know, we can talk and tell, you know, them put on different music mm-hmm. and, um, like, all these different things that it's like, okay, well what's next? We're getting there. Right. So I I keep thinking of iRobot and I'm like, I know people are working on robots. I know that's a thing. I'm like, they turn on us. We're screwed. Like people not watch movies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) this is bad. Even at the farm, like I'm at a robot farm right now. So we have robots that milk the cows. We have robots that feed, like that go around and drop feed for the cows and push the feed up. And then we have robots to feed the calves. Like, yeah, like I don't do anything. I mean, it's kind of nice, but it's also very (laughs) scary that that's the direction that we're going in is that we're just going to let machinery. Trusting technology. Yeah. I don't like technology, like advanced technology enough as it is. Like I don't, I don't trust that Apple pay crap I know. on your phone. I'm like, I don't want them know. knowing exactly where my credit cards are and anything like that. It's so easy to hack in. Right. What was that one show on Netflix? That's what it reminded me of. Which one? And it's like how they're listening to us. Is it something um, black? Is it one of the black mirror ones? No, God, oh. no. Those are creepy. No. <laughs> Um, no, it was this See, again, one, I like, feel like that's, that's accurate. The black mirror stuff is like a oh prediction God. of what is going to happen. God, no, I don't no. know which one you're talking God, I about. hope not. Um, I'm trying to, people are probably going to be listening to this podcast and be like, screaming at it. This movie. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I wish I could hear you, but I can't, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but it was just like pretty much saying how, um, big companies, iPhones, mm-hmm. um, that they're actually listening to our conversations. Oh, always. Right? That that things come yeah. up on our phone like if we were just talking about something. Yep. Right? It's like big it's like big brother. It shows right? up on Facebook. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like it's it's can be really terrifying and it can be scary. Yeah. But I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was on Netflix and it was like people from like high up saying, "Yes, this is true" or you'll get things oh on your God. phone. Yeah. From people like your friends and they'll be like like especially if they're not noticing that your phone is active or you're using it mm-hmm. they'll make you look at your phone wow like they're trying to get you focused more on technology than yeah. just like yeah. talking to other people so it was just it was really creepy but it was it was like an eye opener and like the first thing you do you reach for your phone mm-hmm. 
right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's really scary. And well, I'm one who does that. Yeah, right? and so that's the, world the thing. It's like changing. I'm on this fence of like, I don't want anything to do with that type of technology. And I don't really want social media. I don't want an iPhone and all this other crap. But at the same time, that's kind of how I plan on like running a business is through social media. So I yeah. can't like as much as I want to disconnect and just like go back to a crappy little flip phone or whatever. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it's called, oh, the social dilemma. Social dilemma. Okay. I'll have to look that the up. Social dilemma. You'll have to look it up. Yeah. Um, and it was just fascinating. It scared me, but it was fascinating how, you know, yeah. people are, we don't have privacy anymore. Yeah, um, no, not and I, at all. And I want people to go back out to nature. I want them mm-hmm. to talk to people. Um, but we're so used to texting. So it's kind of like we're not being true to ourselves. We're not being true to our journey, right? We're just yeah. getting so focused and sidetracked of stuff that does not matter. So well, I think that's what 2020 did, right? It allowed yeah. us to kind of yeah. center ourselves a little bit. And it scared a lot of people. Some people mm-hmm. denied it and other people welcomed it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, um, like as Dawn's mentioned before, um, and we just recorded a podcast actually that I think yesterday or whatever, um, about the Aquarian mm-hmm. age, how we're now in the Aquarian age and it's bringing people back to like creativity and unity and all that stuff. And I was listening to an anthropology podcast this morning actually. And they were saying um, <clears throat> like people are going, people are trying to go back to the phase of the hunter gatherer. So a lot of people mm-hmm. are moving out of the urban lifestyle and moving back to the boonies and going back to mm-hmm. like homestead and all that stuff and, and living for themselves versus like getting caught up in, in the city life. Right. So I think like people are slowly realizing that it's just yep. not fast enough. And I think that technology is advancing too much that just when we get sidetracked, like, okay, I'm going to go back to being basic and like, you know, yeah. pulling away from my phone. I'm not going to answer my phone as much. They come up with a better phone and you're like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe I'll upgrade. And it's like, no, iPhone 36 no. is coming out. We have to oh get my it. God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, like I, okay. I understand that humanity in general, like we are, um, a greedy species. Like we are always looking Definitely. for better. Always. We want more. It's exactly. Enough. It's never enough, but it's like going back. And that's why I admire, um, like the Mennonite and the Amish cultures is because they're back to basics and they're okay with it. Yeah. You know, they don't focus on time. They don't, nope. they don't worry about how long it takes them to get to a doctor's appointment. They're not focused on, I have to do all these things today. They get one or two done and that's good enough. Yeah. They're not focused well, on like new cars and stuff. So, well, they were talking about that for school with kids and they're saying like, why don't they teach them how to grow? things, yeah. right? Why don't they teach you yeah. about finances? Why don't they teach you about all the stuff that they're going to actually need to know yeah, for when they get older, right? Because I can tell you, like, half the shit that I learned in high school, I don't apply it to my daily life for now. I, don't I even couldn't even it. answer some, of the, some no. of the questions, right? Like, it's, yeah. it doesn't matter. So they should teach kids, you know, more mindfulness, mm-hmm. um, how to, you know, manage your life, right? How to be yeah. happy, right? Yeah. On the inside, not just, you know, on the outside, which is success, going to university, doing all those things like that, not, that's not necessarily happiness for a lot of people, Yeah, but it's, it's not drilled practical. into us that that's what we have to do. Yeah. And if you want to branch out and study science, then you take yep. some extra science classes, but like in basic elementary, I agree, like elementary and maybe the first couple of years of high school, it shouldn't be pushed on you to learn biology or any of that stuff. And then yeah. it's also pushed on you to figure out your career. You got to start planning your career in grade seven because you're going to have to pick your high school course. It's like, what the (laughs) hell? So true. It's like, what do you want to be? Britney Spears? Can I not? No. Uh, (laughs) I I can't be a pop star? Oh, okay. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like a veterinarian. Cause that's like, that was the oh. next thing. Right. I don't know how many kids wanted to be a vet. Yeah. Right. Oh, or, yeah. or a singer, right. Actor, singer, veterinarian yeah. boys, yeah. of course. Cause it's very sexist. Right. I want to be a firefighter. I want to yeah. be a police officer. I don't remember little girls saying that when I was younger. No. Right. That's not really, we're like, I want to be a ballerina. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so again, like, of course we are a greedy society. People make us think that we have to do those things, but we need to break away from that and be true to ourselves. Again, I'm wearing my pajamas and I still have my Christmas tree up. Judge away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very happy. And you know, you wish that you had that. (laughs) Yeah, I am. Honestly. You wish your tree was up. You wish you were in your pajamas. I actually got dressed today. Yeah, no, not me. Disappointed in myself. Not so much. (laughs) Tomorrow. Tomorrow's a new day. Make that decision. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, just be true to yourself and don't feel like, you know, your life is already planned for you and you have to do those Mm -hmm. things because society tells you you have to. No, exactly. And I think a lot of people are um, becoming a little bit more open-minded with spirituality in general um, and practicing because I see it everywhere. Like everyone talks about astrology, everyone talks about crystals and, you know, like a lot of people are getting into crystals. I know that seems to be a new thing. Like before, if you were into crystals, people would be like, what? I don't know. Are you yeah. a witch? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I did a live stream potions? on TikTok. I did a live stream on TikTok and I was talking about like witchcraft and stuff. And they're like, oh, because I did a couple TikToks with it. And they're like, oh, you're a witch. And I'm like, okay, I'm not a witch. Like I, I don't classify myself as a witch. Am I interested in witchcraft? Yes. Am I spiritual? Yes. But like, but even, even if, I if am, you were. Yeah. But even if you were. Do they think you that I'm going to like walk around like burst into flames? <laughs> like, <laughs> It's mostly yeah, the Christians, but, <laughs> yeah. you know. You're like, I just have rat tails in my basement. No big yeah, deal. Not exactly. that everybody has that. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's what society makes us think, right? Yeah. Like, when people yeah. say to me, oh, you're into witchcraft because you're a psychic medium. Uh, not necessarily. That's not, yeah. some people are. I know some psychic mediums who are into witchcraft and, you know, making those, you know, potions in a sense. Uh, mm. That's not me, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean I can bash them for doing that. It yeah. just isn't something I want to do. Exactly. I agree. Right. So, you know, judging people or wishing ill on them, like, I think that's just immaturity. Right. And what people don't understand, they slam. Yeah. Right. Like, that's just how it is. Yeah. So, for people, when they say witch is a bad thing, why is it a bad thing? Mm -hmm. Because society makes it a bad thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't care what you do. As long as you don't hurt anybody, I don't care what you believe in. Yeah. And even when I got my Oracle cards, because like my dad and my stepmom, oh, like yeah. that whole side of the family is um, Christian, right? My dad's, yeah. my dad's even told me that they're, they're kind of stepping back now that they haven't really gone to church because he's going through chemo. They've kind of stepped yeah. back and started reevaluating the religion that they actually believe in and yeah. asking questions, which is good. Like if you can't ask questions in your religion, that's the biggest red flag, the yeah, biggest one. Problem. But I went over there with my Oracle cards and all this stuff and I started talking to um, my stepmom about it. And she was like, I don't know. This stuff just makes me uncomfortable. And I was like, why? She was like, well, because it's like witchcraft. And I'm like, okay, but. (laughs) It's the devil's work, right? Yeah. But I was like, but how is that any different? Like you believe in a God, right? You call it God. I call it the power of the universe. I I admit that there is a higher power. I'm not going to name it God. I'm not going to name it God because I don't believe it's named God. That's like the difference. Um, But I was like, you pray you go to church and you pray at night and you pray for like better things or whatever. I'm like, that's like, that's the same thing. You manifest, you manifest and you ask for certain things to come. You ask for, for help from the universe. You put that energy out and that's praying. 
So what is the difference between witchcraft and Christianity again? Because it doesn't really, it's not that different. It's just, we label things differently. Yep. So no, completely. And I don't think that you have to go to church no. um, to talk to God. No, right? I, I don't I think that you have that to go stupid. to church at all. Because yeah. I remember I went to a Catholic elementary school, St. Aloysius. I went to St. Mike's. Like yeah. I went to two Catholic um, schools. So I remember going to church and I thought it was so stupid. I'm thinking, why? Like I could do this at home. We could do this, you know, in our classroom. Like if God yeah. is everywhere, why That's do we have I, to go yeah. here? Right? Yeah. Like it, it didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But it was okay to question it. Yeah. Um, and one of the things too that really bothered me growing up, it was like lesbians and gays were wrong. Yeah, Why? And I remember being in um, high school, I'm not going to mention the teacher's name, but he was, he was <laughs> like, he was teaching me math, but then he would incorporate religion in our math. Oh God. Which I thought was really, really strange. Cause I'm like, I hate math to begin with. So I'm like, yeah. this isn't bad. Then I'll take religion. <laughs> like, oh my if it God. takes me away from my math problem, like, okay. <laughs> but I remember him talking about how he gave us a lecture in our math class about how lesbians and gays were wrong and literally did like the scissor thing and went like and did it to the women like as if it was two women and he goes yeah. this might feel good but it doesn't make babies doesn't have to make babies and i Anal literally doesn't make babies up. either i know i literally <laughs> stood up and i said but what if it feels good for that person yeah like what what if they don't want babies yeah like why like why dismiss it and i remember saying i'm a lesbian and people were like what the i wasn't but i needed to make a point <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> needed to make a point and i needed to put it out there that you know, I'm thinking, if this is my religion, then I don't believe in it, right? This doesn't make sense to me. Like, how can you hate so much? Like, our religion is about, you know, loving and accepting people. Yeah. So what is like you go to heaven and God's going to be like, oh, you're gay? Okay, go over there. Like, like that doesn't happen. Like, yeah. oh, you're in the wrong line. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I think that, you know, that doesn't make sense. So people need to realize that they can believe in what they want. Mm-hmm. And again, be true to yourself. If you don't believe it, start asking questions. Do your research. Yeah. Right? If something yeah. doesn't make sense to, you, sense to you, that's okay. Don't bash it. Then maybe look into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Or say, you know what? I respect that and that's perfectly fine. But we're so busy trying to hate one another and judge one another that I think that's what's wrong with the world right now, right? It's dividing, mm-hmm. which we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So believe in what you want. Who cares? Yeah, I agree. Right? Like, it's not yeah. a big deal. But um, yeah, so that's... What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, like, going kind of off topic, but... Which I think we've done movie. this whole time, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. Um, there's a movie on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure it was the lovely bones the lonely lo- lonely bones the lovely bones i think it's the lovely bones um it's based off a book as well i'm not a big reader so i just watched the movie but it <laughs> it makes yeah. you go through a freaking roller coaster of emotions because it shows you um <clears throat> the life of a girl who's in the afterlife and she's meeting different people in different parts of the afterlife and each person that she meets is significant in the past life that she just lived. But she didn't realize, like, I don't think she realized that she was dead or she did realize that she was dead, but she was trying to, like, avoid crossing into the white light. So she was in that middle stage, right? Um, I'm not going to give too much away from it, but you can look it up. It's it's really good and, like, it's an interesting insight of what happens in that middle phase when you're not completely dead, like if you're in a coma or... um, Yep. Maybe if you're just crossed over you die before suddenly, yeah. Like if you're if like something like that, yeah. 
Um, and then it's like before you're reincarnated, like that, like heaven, you know, and I'm air quoting that nobody can else see that, but yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> we heard it. It's like, <laughs> it's just different, uh, like different environments. Like one minute she's in a really happy place and then she goes and she's in this like really dark and it's like scary and she's, it's really cool. It's really cool. Hmm. I highly suggest watching it. I think that you would really like it. It's kind of long, though, FYI. I'll have to watch it then. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. We're, it's okay. <laughs> I think everybody has time right now. Oh, yeah, time. <laughs> a lot of people have time. Um, there's also a new show on Netflix. But we have to Netflix. make time for the things that we enjoy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The Lovely Bones. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. There's also a show on Netflix um, that's a near-death experience show. Um, honestly, I haven't fully focused on it like I had it when I was I had it on when I was in the bath but I wasn't really paying attention um but it talks about other people and their near-death experiences and that like that middle stage you know and they talk about all these colors and seeing all these colors and it's like very free and and light feeling and that's very similar to what they reflect on in the book slash movie of that that lovely bones or whatever is that like it's like your favorite place you know you're in your happy place ultimately yep so. No, I com- I completely agree with that. I think that that's what ends up happening. Yeah. Truly. Because you ever notice yeah. when people die, they they tend to be at peace, right? Mm-hmm. Even if they have cancer or even, you know, other terminally ill in other ways, they kind of just accept and say, you know what, I'm ready. Yeah. Right? Because it is a peaceful feeling, but death is made out to be so scary and terrifying. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be, right? You will be back. Um, and you've touched on many people's lives. So you have to remember the positive. And while you're here, make the best of it. Yeah. Right? Don't yeah. be so scared. Fear is crippling. Yeah. You have tons of time to fear and be scared in your next life or... <laughs> yeah, you have <laughs> time for dead. that. It's all good. <laughs> don't don't be scared of this life. I remember, yeah. like, because I, I love to sleep. And I remember my, like, well, everybody in my family would be like, you have time to sleep when you're dead. And I was yeah. like, wow, that went dark quick. <laughs> like, okay, <Literally>. well. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm wrong. still going to sleep until noon. I know. I'm like, I'm still going to do it. Yeah, But yeah, it's, it's just funny how, but you do, you have to live each day. And if things mm-hmm. make you happy, do it yeah. because you don't know when you're going to be able to. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just don't right. let your emotions get the best of you, right? Exactly. Which well, can be from like, past lives. <laughs> that might from, not like, be related going on. to this. Yeah, but feeling other people's emotions, yeah. right? Being an empath, protecting yourself. Um, it could be based from a past life. So that's why cleansing, right? Mm-hmm. Clearing your aura, make yeah. sure that you're grounded, that you can take on these messages and not shut them out and make sense of them. A lot of people have dream journals or yeah. they will journal throughout the day. If you see synchronicities, write it down. It might not make sense to you that day, but yeah. maybe a week from now it will. Exactly. Right? Again, don't dismiss, have patience. Yeah. And that's the thing too, right? Like, like personally for me, I've noticed, like I've had weird dreams, like no doubt. Um, mm-hmm. but there's other ones that just are so strong with symbolism. And I, I yep. remember it, like I could tell you a couple off the top of my head. Um, yep. and whatever was happening in my life, it didn't happen when I woke up. It wasn't like, Oh, I had a dream. And then that thing happened. Yeah. It was like three <laughs> days later. And I was like, yep. Oh shit. That, <laughs> that was the warning sign. Meant, right. Because you were meant to see those things. Cause a lot of yeah. people would be like, Oh, I don't remember my dream. That's yeah. because it was probably about flying bunnies or about something that didn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> like it's not going to be yeah. significant to your life. Yeah. But the dreams that you do remember, pay yeah. attention to them because there's a reason why you are remembering them. Exactly. Just be open to the process. Yeah. All right. I'm going to wrap it up with you. I think it's been an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, we did pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we did. 
Uh, like, I mean, we could still keep going, but <laughs> you and I usually talk for like two plus hours. So I know, I know. <laughs> but I think we answered a lot of questions and hopefully, yeah. you know, it helps people kind of open themselves up a little bit. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll go through my phone and send you like a couple of those podcasts that I, that I really like, like the, the different psychics and psychic mediums yep. that I listen to. Um, yeah, let me know. And I'll send you the movie and stuff like that so you can also check it out because now I want to watch wait. it again. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. But watch The Social Dilemma. I think it's really important yeah. kind of, you Can know, you text me that because I won't remember that. I know you have a bad memory. Yeah. But um, The Social Dilemma <laughs> is really good to kind of see where we're headed and if okay. we want to go in that direction or not. Yeah. I feel like this is going to scare the shit out of me, so. It will. Oh, yay. <laughs> You're going to, like, yay. throw your phone or just, like, get a flip gonna phone I'm going to start after. crying. I'll have nightmares. <laughs> Oh my God. But check okay. it out. It's, the reason why it's scary is because it's real. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It'll open true. your eyes. But if you're ready for it, because a lot of people say to me in my readings, like, oh, I don't want to hear anything scary. I'm not going to tell you anything that you're not prepared to hear. Yeah. Right? So yeah. people that could watch a social dilemma, it could hit them really hard because they're ready for it. Others might mm-hmm. be just dismiss it because in that time of their life, maybe they're not ready to make changes. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, yeah. So, yeah, just okay. see what you're open to and what you get from it. Cool. All right, I'll check okay. that out. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on and chatting with me again. No worries. Anytime. Well, it looks like that's the end of this week's extra long episode. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening all the way through. If you made it to this part, you guys are the true MVPs. Big thank you to Jess for being on the podcast again. It's always a pleasure having her on, and we just converse so nicely. So if you guys are interested in checking her out on social media, you can look her up. It's JKL Psychic Medium on both Instagram and on Facebook. If you have any topics that you would like her and I to both sit down and talk about again, I will happily have her back, and we can address um, some other topics. You can message me on social media. That's at Forever Hillary on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Um, or if you want, you can email me at road to home, uh, underscore pod at outlook.com. I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.